It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to a, another episode of the Franchise Academy. I am Tom Scarta, and I am excited to have with me the president of a great concept called Yoga Six. Well, first, I wanted to let you know that if you haven't listened to the Franchise Academy before, I am a franchise consultant going on almost 15 years now. I've been matching people across the country with franchise opportunities based on skills and personality and goals and kind of like the e-harmony of business is what I like to call it. I work with folks that are frustrated with their career. You know, if you ever had that cringe when you thought about going to work in the morning, you know, you, we should probably talk. Uh, I work with people also that are laid off and they don't want to go back to the corporate rat race. Uh, In addition to that, I work with a lot of people that are in a business or they have a job and they, they like it, maybe, maybe not, but they want to build something else on the side. And that's what we do, is help people figure out the right franchise that's going to work for them. And uh, sometimes it's a total career change, like it was for me, because I used to be a subway conductor in the New York City subway before I got into franchising 19 years ago, going on 20 years now. And I changed my life through franchise ownership. And I also bought a second franchise that failed. And I lost a lot of money, just about my entire life savings on that deal. But that's what made me a franchise expert. And so I wrote a book called Franchise Savvy, Six Strategies That Pros Use to Pick a Top-Performing Franchise. And that's kind of my story and uh, what not to do if you're looking for a franchise. So if you are kind of in the market thinking about it, then um, let's have a conversation. You can reach me at tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. Uh, we'll go, just go to the website. All my contact information is there. Today we have Lindsay, who is working as the president of Yoga Six. So Lindsay has been in the fitness industry. Lindsay Junk, by the way, is her last name. She's been in the fitness industry for over 20 years. Last five, working with uh, industry leaders like 24-Hour Fitness, Yoga Works, and True Fusion. And now she's the president of Yoga Six, which is one of my favorite concepts right now. Lindsay's a mother of three active kids and a marathon runner, not to mention a triathlete, which is awesome. Extremely passionate about helping others achieve their dreams. She's going to be in a New York City marathon next week. I'm here in New York. We are going to hook up maybe after the marathon for a drink because we can't drink before the marathon. Lindsay, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on today. Yeah, no, this is so great. Just you guys are just blowing up. Yoga Six, more than 300 franchise units sold in just a few years, right? I mean, how long oh, have exactly. you guys? Yeah, it's not even been a year. So we launched in December of last year, and um, we're up to 370, maybe 371 by the end of this call. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind, and it's been really crazy to see how quickly we've been able to sell territories across the entire United States, not yeah. just hotbeds of yoga, right? Like not just Santa Monica and New York City, but place we have a studio that's going to open up in Scottsdale, Arizona today. They're having their first day of classes. We've got another studio that's opening up in Iowa um, in a few days. Our first studio actually opened in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So 
yeah, it's been, it's, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, Americans need yoga across the country. Absolutely. You know, for <laughs> sure. You know, people that have not done yoga need to do yoga. And so what makes you guys different than the average yoga studio? Yeah, that's a good question. And we get asked that a lot. And I know you experienced it when you took a class with us, but we're, we're bringing yoga to the average Joe. So if you've seen the movie Dodgeball, you know that average, you know, Joe's Jam, Average Joe's. And yeah, we're like that. We're, you can, we're yoga for everybody. There's, we don't have the, the traditional chanting that you would normally see in a yoga studio. Um, it's not expected that you're going to get into all these like crazy poses that most of us can't do. Um, we speak in English. So, you know, a lot of times yoga studios, they speak in Sanskrit. It's super hard to understand what's going on in those classes. And so yeah. our goal is that anybody can walk into a class at any fitness level, at any experience of yoga, and they can all get out of the class what they're hoping to get out of it. Well, you know, I, I, as you mentioned, I took a class with you guys, um, and the, the teacher was your uh, education director, um, and I have her name right here. So it's uh, Kelly Turner. Yeah. I love Kelly. She did such a great job with me and helping me because I'm kind of like bulky and, you know, I lift weight. So for me to do yoga to kind of like, she made it so easy. And, and so I was doing things I didn't think I could actually do or understand. Right. Yeah, and that's that's the goal, right? Is that you're coming in taking yoga maybe for the first time or for you had not have a lot of experience. There are other people in that class that had been doing the guy next to me had been doing yoga every day at his the you know, at his studio. So he also had the class who was experienced. So it's just really making it so that it it, it takes down the barriers and allows people to experience what we all really need is, you know, to, to move a little bit more, to allow our bodies to become more flexible, but also have that mental break that the yoga provides. And so we're really excited about being able to offer that to more people than just those, you know, like 5% of people that were comfortable with yoga the traditional way. Right, right. And, you know, one, I remember one of the stats you guys are talking about is the fact that the average enrollment of males in a yoga studio is probably – like five percent, but in yoga six, it's closer to twenty. Is that yeah. right? Do I, do I have that, that is right? right. You are very, very close. We're we're up around eighteen percent. You know, I took a class last weekend, and it's a slow flow class, a pretty relaxing class. And I looked around the room, and it was me and a bunch a bunch of men and a couple other women. There was actually more men in the class. A lot wow. of them were very, you know, fit guys that clearly worked out and were there for the restorative part of the class. And others were men that you could tell needed to start doing some exercise, felt like yoga was a place to start. And so just our, our brand and the way that we present it makes it appealing to everyone. And I think men are that maybe had been holding out on doing yoga a little bit for a while and are now feeling more comfortable coming in. Yeah. 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 It's such an amazing thing. So yoga six, well, what does the six mean? Six styles of classes. So, yeah, so I know everybody always thinks it's something really, you know, really, really deep, but it's not. We just have six different types of classes that we we offer. We have a hot class. So most of our, our yoga is hot. So when you did class with us, it was super hot out, but we didn't, we didn't heat the room. If you come and do a class in a normal studio, the room, um, depending on the class, will be heated up to 104 degrees. So two of our classes are at 104 degrees. Those classes are yoga six hot. Um, our power class is also up at 106 degrees. We have a sculpt and flow class. So that class actually has weights. So someone like you that has a background in weight training, you'd feel really comfortable in there. Um, and that class is around 95 degrees. So it's not quite in the hundreds. And then we've got a slow flow, which is what you experienced at 
the convention or the conference. And then we also have a stretch class, which is basically just like a, the yoga version of a massage, very relaxing. You know, you have a glass of wine after it's perfect. And then a one-on-one for somebody that's brand new. That is phenomenal. So what is the purpose of hot yoga? I, I just seriously don't know. <laughs> there, it, it, there's no pur- purpose. It's just, it's, it makes it so that you're more likely to sweat. And the reason that it was originally started is in, um, in India, it's really hot. And kind of yoga originated there. Um, and then a form of yoga came over to the United States called Bikram yoga, which is super hot yoga. And so the reason that people tend to like the heat, it allows you to do things and get into position. Like you're a little more flexible when you, it, the room is heated. And so where you might be able to touch your ankles, you could touch your toes if the room is heated, but also genuinely, generally people won't want to sweat. You know, you go and you say, I'm going to go do a workout. You want to leave with a little bit of sweat. And yoga sometimes is more restorative if you're not getting that sweat. So if you turn up the heat, you can get into positions that you wouldn't normally get into. You also feel like you're sweating a little bit, which feels good. And then people think that it's detoxifying. I feel like it is. We're never going to claim that on any of our marketing. Um, But I know that if I'm going to do a hot yoga class, I'm way more likely to drink water. Um, I'm way more likely to hydrate. And I always feel better after. And I feel like my skin is clear. But again, that's not something that we put on our marketing. It's just what we think. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I think it stands to reason. I think it'll stand up to the test of science. Yeah. Um, you are sweating, you're detoxing. There's no question about it. And, and it makes you want to drink water, which uh, you and I have been trying to drink a lot of water going through the yeah. uh, 75 hard program. <laughs> so I have my, uh, my little yoga six awesome. container here. And I've been using this. So I have a gallon jug which I would like to show you. I don't have it with me in the, in the room right here, but I've got it on Amazon and it has at every level of the day, 7 a.m., don't forget to drink your water, 9 a.m., don't forget your goals, you know, and then all day long, it's like, it, keeps, awesome. it kind of keeps you going. But what I do is I take that gallon and I pour it into my Yoga 6 bottle and these are, these are 24 ounces, so I know I'm doing 24 ounces at a time. Uh, divided by 128, whatever, how many that is, I forget. But we had a really good time uh, at conference and, and we did some spectacular stuff. Uh, so the Yoga 6 was dynamite. That was Monday afternoon. The following morning uh, at 6 a.m., we worked out with former Navy SEAL David Goggins. So if that was, if you don't know David Goggins, by the way, you need to look him up and you need to get his book called Can't Hurt Me. You need to read it and you need to have your kids read it because it is really a phenomenal book. It was, it gave me so much inspiration and so much insight into my own life. So Lindsay, what was your favorite thing with uh, David Goggins? Oh gosh. You know what my favorite part was that um, the way he started the class, he just imagine you're waking up at 6am. All of us are nervous. He walks in and then just says, okay, come on outside. And then he doesn't do any sort of introduction. And then he just started doing jumping jacks. Yeah. He did a hundred jumping jacks without any, any, like no warm up, nothing, just a hundred jumping jacks. What I liked about that is I knew that, um, I knew it was going to be hard, but I, I, I realized that it was definitely a mental, it was definitely more mentally challenging because we didn't know how many we were doing and then physically challenging. And yeah. I, I actually was able to push myself further than I thought I could just by not wanting to give up in front of him. Right. Yeah. yeah I felt the same way. And I, and I was, the stupid person that took the spot right in the front. 
So I couldn't stop. I was right next to you. I mean, that, like, you just didn't want to stop. I, yeah. be- I believe that we did 180 jumping jacks. I believe that was the number. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went straight into lunges. Yep, about 150 meters of 200 meters of lunges. Yeah, yeah. at least that might have even been longer. It was like, it, it could have been, it could have been, you know, 10,000 meters. It didn't matter. My legs were falling off by the time we were doing that. That was only the second exercise. Yeah. <laughs> right. The sun wasn't up. We were out there like 38 crazy people, but mm-hmm. it was the best, probably defining moment of my life. Aside from like having kids, <laughs> it was like, that's awesome. It was an unbelievable experience for me. And I guess, you know, it hits everybody differently. It depends on what's going on in your life at the time. But for me, it was really, it, I needed it at that moment. And, and it's just changed everything about how I'm approaching life business, personal, everything. That's great. So I highly recommend the book. Can't, can't hurt me. Um, trying to get David on a podcast and uh, I was talking to uh, Melissa's fiance. So we're going to try to make it happen. So me and um, Eric, Eric Van Horn, we were trying to, we were vying for position to uh, get him on a podcast because Eric has a great podcast also. So, um, so that was fun. The, um, the yoga class, though, the day before, I thought was phenomenal. Really, the, the way Kelly taught the class, uh, and, and I was sweating, by the way. Halfway into it, I was like, wow, you know, I, I forgot how f- inflexible I am. <laughs> and so, yeah. but it was such a great feeling. And, and just, we wa- I walked out of there kind of like on clouds. I was, I felt so great about it. So do you need to be a yogi to own a yoga six? No. You don't. And that's, that's one of the things that I, you know, is really, uh, really cool about our, our franchise is that the majority of our franchisees that come to discovery day, when we get them on the bus to go take a yoga six class, we ask them how many of you have done yoga? Maybe only a handful of people put their hands up. Yep. Um, so the majority of them, that's their first class. So you don't know, they're not coming to with, to us with any yoga experience. They come with, you know, business, mostly business experience. So what are you looking for in an ideal franchise owner? Somebody that is flexible, not, not no pun intended, not physically flexible, but mentally flexible, um, is able to follow a plan um, and is open to following a plan. Not so rigid that they have something stuck in their mind that this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. Um, they we really want somebody that is open to following what we ask them to do. But we're 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 not crazy. It's not super strict, but we do have a very strong guideline. So we're looking for that. We're looking for people also that understand our brand, because if it would be very easy to go off the rails and maybe go down that traditional road of yoga. And you know we've had people that have come to Discovery Day that have a very traditional background, and they're they're definitely not the fit for us. So we're looking for more of, of the business type person, somebody that's looking to have their own business that wants, they don't have to be involved in the day to day, but with that sort of background versus somebody that's coming in, like say a yoga teacher, we're not looking right. for teachers. Right. So I have a, I have a client who actually may be listening to the podcast right now, live on YouTube, Dan Arnold. And, and so Dan, if you're listening, I, I hope uh, I'm throwing this question out there for you. How do you, and Amy too. So uh, Amy is his wife. Okay. Amy was asking me today, how do you get instructors for a yoga six how do you like do a craigslist ad i mean how does this work uh, you know it, it's surprisingly easy there are um we make this joke and we in in franchise in discovery day and we say if you throw a rock and you can hit a yoga teacher um and that's 
typically true. There's a lot of yoga teacher training out there. And there's thousands and thousands of teachers that are registered on the Yoga Alliance. That's a 200-hour teacher training website. Very easy to recruit. But to answer your question, we we will put like um, an Indeed job posting out. We'll work with you on, on doing that. We'll work with you on finding your lead teacher. And then your lead teacher does most of that recruiting. We take you through a very detail detailed process on how to find your teachers but that's probably the easiest part of this is finding a, a yoga teacher um there's a lot of people out there that are really passionate about yoga really want to bring more people they love the way that we teach and so even in you know like you think about albuquerque new mexico probably not a hotbed for yoga we had triple the number of people apply than we needed Wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah. So you said that's the easy part. What what have you seen people struggling with as as a new franchise owner? Um, you know, the, the hardest part so far has been the real estate piece. Just finding you know a place to put your yoga studio, depending on where you are in the country. You know, it, you know, real estate sometimes can be challenging, and so sometimes it takes a little longer. You sign your franchise agreement, you're ready to open your studio, and it takes a month or two longer than you'd like to find that space. That's been a little, yep. you know, I'd say a little bump in the road. And then, no, once we've gotten those teachers and we put the job posting out, that's where it gets really fun. And we start yeah. bringing them out here, you know, we bring you out here for training. They, so it's that part's surprisingly easy. Good. And, and, and I think that no matter what the concept is, if you're in a store, finding the right spot is a challenge it's frustrating but it has to be right because you know as they say location 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 and and you guys have a real estate team right so is it the franchisee that's finding the spot or do you have a team we work with the team so that's that's we have a a whole at the you know yoga six is under the exponential umbrella and so we have a team of eight real estate experts at at exponential along with the vice president and a bunch of other support crew Um, and we'll work directly with the franchisee to find your space. We don't want you to just go open anywhere. It's got to be uh, the rent. The rent's got to be profile's got to be right. The location's got to be right. So sometimes, you know, taking a little bit more time in the beginning pays off in spades in the end. Right. So you mentioned Exponential Fitness. Exponential is sort of like a holding company. Why don't you explain what's the relationship between Yoga Six and yeah. Exponential Fitness? Yeah. So Exponential was founded by Anthony Geisler who's now the founder and CEO, but he originally, um, if you back, you know, back up a little bit and look at his bio, he started LA Boxing a good, what, no, probably five, six years ago, sold LA Boxing to UFC Gym. Once he did that, he, he left UFC Gym and then went and bought Club Pilates. And at the time, you know, if you know franchising, you know Club Pilates, of course, right? So at the time, Club Pilates just had a few studios. He identified that you know the, the workout that the, was amazing with Club Pilates, but that they were missing in just you know the very simple things like business infrastructure, sales process, the build, all of that. And so he put those pieces in place. Took Club Pilates from you know their their handful of studios up to 800 locations, uh, 800 territories sold. Was extremely successful with that. Um, decided that once you know Club Pilates had sold out, a lot of the Club Pilates owners were saying, well. What's next? I want to buy. I want to get something else. Can't buy any more Club Pilates. So then he thinks to himself, "Well, makes sense. Why don't I get some other fitness concepts so that we can continue to grow this this great opportunity?" And so he uh, created Exponential Fitness, and inside of Exponential, Exponential now owns Club Pilates, Cycle Bar, Row House, Stretch Lab, AKD Dance, Yoga Six, uh, Stride, and Pure Bar. 
yeah. fitness concepts. We're all in the same office. So we get to spend tons of time with each other and we work together in a lot of cases. And we're just a huge like space of a bunch of people figuring out the whole fitness space. So it's, it's super, super motivating. Yeah. Moment. Really cool. So um, do you office out of the Irvine location? I'm sitting here right now in Irvine, California. Oh, ah, cool. 35 degrees and sunny. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. I, I was there before actually everybody just, before everybody moved in, you know, it's, it's a multi-million dollar training facility and office facility for exponential fitness and the brands is second to none as far as I mean, I've been to a lot of different franchises in the past 15 years and uh, there, there's nothing that touches it. So yeah. that's uh, another interesting thing about that. So what do you say to somebody who says, you know, yoga is a fad here today, well, gone tomorrow? People say that to me all the time. And so what I, I try to be nice back, of course, but you think about it, yoga has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And probably, you know, it started in India in the early, like a long, 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 long time ago and slowly came over to the United States. And it's been, I, I kind of would argue that it was the first boutique fitness out there. You know, I think back to my days when I was with 24 hour fitness and it was just big box gyms. You, you either joined 24 hour fitness you joined curves or you went to a yoga studio and then, you know, and so yoga studios have been around for a long time and it's just now that they're becoming a little bit more mainstream and, you know, the more average Joe type people are doing yoga. And so it's, yeah. it's definitely not a fad. It's, it's something that's you know here to stay. And the great thing about yoga is you don't have to be a certain age or fitness level to do it. Right. You think about Barry's boot camp. Like you look and that's a very specific demographic, right? You might have people in their twenties into their maybe super fit fifties. And then it gets that very rare. You'd see anybody older, very rare. You'd see anybody younger. You look at yoga and my members don't age out. So I could sign you up when you're 21 and you still come in when you're 75. Because there's different classes and different levels for everyone. And as we start to see, you know, there's, we, we talk here a lot about the baby boomer population aging and what are they, you know, where are they going? They're staying fitter longer, Well, they're coming to yoga. And then, you know, they're bringing their grandkids. Cause yeah. we've been, I've been in class when it's been a grandma and a, and a grandson, it's been amazing to see. And it's a, it, there's no reason why that can't happen. So that's a great point that, that your clientele does not get aged out mm-hmm. where, you know, in like a CrossFit, you know, yeah, I everybody gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you get hurt, right? You don't, yeah. I mean, you can get hurt in yoga if you do it wrong, or you're not listening to your body, but it's very rare that that would happen in a yoga six class where, you know, I go into CrossFit and they say, we got, we're going to do power cleans and the guy next to me or the girl next to me is doing, you know, 125 pound power cleans. I'm going to try to do it and keep up. Right. That's the way it is in those classes yeah. where with yoga, it's all about where you are. And so it's, it's very, very, it's accepted that we're, well, I might have one, one, you know, I'm doing this and then somebody else is doing that. We're all at different levels. So, yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's boutique fitness, but it's almost like in a class by itself, in my opinion, you've been in this fitness world for 20 years. What have you seen as the, or maybe even the biggest challenge or mistake that you've made in being in the fitness business? Oh gosh. Well, I think probably early on, and this is probably not, not just in fitness, but just for me having kind of a big ego and thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm in charge here. I'm going to make all the decisions. And what I've been learning, especially even in franchising is that sometimes 
the answers are not with me. The answers are with maybe our franchisees, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, and, and so to stay um, open and, and not have an ego and to listen to what people are saying. And instead of coming in, you might say something to me about how your experience has been. And instead of for me trying to listen and say back to you how you're wrong, I'm listening to see how you're right. And to see, well, you know what, what he's saying, there's some truth to that. We should look at trying it this way. And so as I've been able to make that shift, I think it's been beneficial for everyone I'm working with and also really with yoga six in general. So yeah, in the beginning, I was all about do it my way or the highway. (laughs) And I think in the fitness industry in general, we were all like that. Most of us had, you know, either an athletic background or we're used to being the boss, we're used to being in charge and didn't listen to a lot of people. But as I've evolved and even the industry's evolved, I think we're getting better at hearing our customers more and, and being more open to, to feedback. So what are you most excited about right now with uh, Yoga 6? Opening up all of the studios. So we, like we started, we've got three, 370 territories sold. We have 100 that we're going to open next year. And so, I mean, I get to know these franchisees when they come in on Discovery Days. The team and I will you know, take them to dinner, take a yoga class with them, hear their stories, and we really get to know everybody. And so we're equally as excited with our, when our franchisees come in to make the decision to join the team for, to have them as a part of the team. And so now a lot of these people that started with us back in the early part of 2019 are opening. And they're, they're, they come to us and they say, I, they all stand up during, friend, during Discovery Day and talk about why they're in the room. And a lot of times it's like what you said at the beginning when you were, in, when you were introducing, you know, people are, have been in the corporate world for a long time and they just can't keep doing it. Or you know, finally just want to be their own boss. And so they, I hear these stories and then to see them happening for them is pretty incredible. So to know that we've got a hundred of those that are going to happen in the next year is pretty exciting. Yeah, that is really exciting. Love that. And it's, it's really a, a testament to, you know, your leadership uh, and leadership of Anthony Geisler as well and how you guys are really making this happen for people. Cause I see it right here in my own neighborhood with club Pilates Mm-hmm. The owners here uh, in, in Wontaw, Long Island, where I live, they're just loving life. Things are going so well. My wife belongs to the club, and, man, it's like she practically could hardly get in a class. They've been sold out for months, which yeah. is a beautiful problem to have for them. They have to open up more stores. If you could bust one myth about the uh, fitness industry right here, right now. I, You know, I was... That's a good one. Um, I think like in general, you know, people talk about the fitness industry and you're like, well, I can't go into fitness. I'm not that much. I'm not, into it. I'm not, I've never been a fitness person. I've, I didn't do sports in high school. I, you know, I wasn't that person that went to the gym. I don't know what yoga is. I don't know the names. None of that needs to happen. If you're going to franchise a fitness concept. Right. It's really the, the skills that you've learned to get to this point. So maybe you're that the corporate executive that's led a, a huge team of people. Those are the skills that will make you successful in opening a yoga six or in any in any fitness franchise. That's what got you to the table. Not being really good at um, yoga or really good at running or really good at boxing. It's, right. it's the people skills typically, you know, that's what I see. The ones that are super successful are the people, they're the franchisees that are great with people. And then the ones that are, you know, they've got, they've, they've been in business before. They've been in situations that require them to think on their feet. They've been in situations where they need to be organized. They understand how to hire and fire people. That's what makes success 
in the fitness industry, not being actually good at the product. It's it's so true, and, and it goes really for every for every franchise, but also really every business, right? If you ever read the book The E Myth by Michael Gerber, the, where people run into trouble is they're great technicians, they're great at what they do. Then they decide, hey, I'm going to open up a business around you know being an auto mechanic or you know being a baker. I love to bake. Let me get into a baking business, and they don't realize that the baking business, running the business, has nothing to do with baking. It has everything to do with people management, employee retention, marketing, you know, all of that. And so if you could translate your skills that you've gleaned in, in corporate America and transfer it into the right franchise for you, that's where success lies. And that's kind of my, my mission is to help people do that and not buy a franchise for the wrong reason. Because uh, so many people do that, unfortunately. <laughs> You know what I think is really great about being in the yoga space, like in Yoga 6, is that this is really a great chance to be a part of the community that you live. Because a lot of the success of our studios will will depend on being a, a community, being, um, you know, that third space that we've been hearing so much about, right? People have, you know, they go, they go to the, they go being going to the yoga studio or going to your place to work out is part like almost like going to church. And so if you really, if you love your community and you want to be a part of that and you want to kind of give back, then this is a great opportunity because you can really become, you know, a big part, a big part of somebody's life, um, which is cool. Yeah. That's very well said. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to use that quote. (laughs) That is really good. What is um, some parting advice you would give to someone who's thinking about getting into franchising right now, just in in general? Getting into franchising, just remember, you know, this is what I tell everybody at Discovery Day. And I truly, even my, you know, you know, in franchising, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes things come up, sometimes it gets hard, but bet on yourself. That's my advice. Bet on yourself. Like you, anybody that's talking to you, anyone that's listening at this point has worked really hard in their life to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Don't bet on it. If you know that you can do it, you can do it. Bet on you. Yeah, I love that. Bet on yourself. So true. And that's um, the biggest thing. And, and as you, as you know, in, in my, in um, my book, the magic of choosing uncertainty, I always talk about uh, actually the poster behind me is that, uh, your choice is not, you know, the choice between franchise A or franchise B, but it's the choice between unhappiness or uncertainty. And um, choosing uncertainty is where magic happens. And that's kind of what you're saying is you take a chance on yourself. It's having faith. And, and that's really what this is all about. Even, you know, going through my process, I, I look at my business almost like a ministry where, where I'm really helping people discover who they are so they could be, the person they're supposed to be while here on this planet and, and give back to the planet. Uh, and it may not be giving back to the planet through yoga six. And, and it might be you're giving back to the community and everything, but the money and the time that you get from that endeavor will allow you to positively affect you know, charities or whatever is important to you as a person. The franchise is really just a vehicle to help you do what you need to do on this planet. If that makes sense. Love it. That's awesome. That's my uh, that's my soapbox for today. But I want to thank you so much for being on the uh, Franchise Academy here. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you if you have a, yeah. have a question? They could Instagram's probably the easiest and fastest. I'm turning into a millennial, I guess. So it's <laughs> at Lindsay Jonko on Instagram, 
or at Yoga6 on Instagram, or you could um, go to the Yoga6 website at www.yoga6.com. That's so cool. Well, thank you, Lindsay, and this is awesome. We will see each other again very shortly, maybe as soon as uh, next weekend at the New York City Marathon. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.